Hi, this is Dr. Jill Carnahan, and today we'll be mapping mast cell activation syndrome on the 15-minute matrix. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist and your host. This is the podcast that brings you bite-sized insights and lessons on the clinical relevance of the functional nutrition matrix, the most important tool in functional medicine and functional nutrition. The matrix is so important not only because it invites us to stop and assess, and our assessments are so very important, but also because it reminds us of three very important factors in our care, recommendations, and outcomes. Everything is connected, we are all unique, and all things matter. Be sure to head over to this episode's show notes at 15minutematrix.com if you'd like to see today's topic mapped on a downloadable matrix to remind you of these critical aspects of care. Today on the 15-Minute Matrix, I am thrilled to have Dr. Jill Carnahan back to the mic. Dr. Jill Carnahan is your functional medicine expert. She uses functional medicine to help patients find the root cause of their illness and identify nutritional and biochemical imbalances that may be contributing to their symptoms. She uses nutrition, supplements, lifestyle changes, or medication to treat illness and always seeks the gentlest and least invasive way to help patients find hope, restore health, and optimize healing. Dr. Jill is a survivor of both breast cancer and Crohn's disease and is passionate about teaching patients how to live well and thrive in the midst of complex and chronic illness. She's been featured in Shape Magazine, Parade, Forbes, Mind Body Green, First for Women, Townsend Newsletter, and The Huffington Post, as well as seen on NBC News and health segments with Joan London. And she is, of course, a previous 15-Minute Matrix guest. You can find her mapping toxic mold back on episode number 27 of the podcast, which we will also link in the show notes. Dr. Jill, welcome back to the 15-Minute Matrix. I'm so excited to have this time with you. Thank you. Always excited to be here and love the work that you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. Right back at you. And you are talking about such important topics lately. Mast cell activation syndrome is getting a lot more attention in our client and patient and practitioner circles these days. Everybody's talking about it. Can you help us understand what it is and just what's going on in the body? Yeah. So I'm going to go up to the 30,000 foot view just for a moment because it helps to understand the mast cells. So basically our body, this is one of our first lines of defense. The mast cells are part of the immune system and they secrete literally hundreds of chemicals among them prostaglandins, which cause pain and inflammation. And histamine is a big one people have heard of, tryptase, but many, many other things. So this is not just a histamine story. And the big picture that I wanted to give you was when I look at functional medicine, I always think of uh, almost every complex chronic patient that comes to see me has one of two things. They either have a toxic load or an infectious burden. So most of the lens of functional medicine that I view patients through is What's the toxic load? What's the infectious burden? And how do those interplay to create inflammation and an immune system that's kind of run rampant with cytokine production, et cetera? That 
big picture overview is important because mast cells are just reacting how they're supposed to mm-hmm. to protect us. Yep. So this is nothing abnormal. This is actually a normal response to normal triggers. It's just out of control because the triggers, the toxic load and the infectious burden have become so heavy in our, our current society that many, many more people's mast cells are becoming activated. And I also want to say there's a difference. If you've studied in medical training about mastocytosis, that was the only thing we were taught about in medical school. And this is actually a proliferative disorder of the bone marrow where there's excess mast cells being produced, almost like a cancer or a precancerous condition. This is not that. The mast cell activation is actually, a, it's like poking the bear. It's poking the immune system with some infectious or toxic trigger. And then these mast cells, which are just doing their job, but they've had too many pokes, they start to activate and throw off all kinds of cytokines and prostaglandins and chemicals that cause damage and symptoms. Such a good explanation. I love how you walked us through that and also talked into some of those distinctions. So it sounds like the toxic load and the infectious burden are triggers Are there particular antecedents that would set somebody up for experiencing this mast cell activation? Yes. So if you want to read more about this, two of my heroes and teachers in this area are Lawrence Afrin and Dr. Theo Theoretis out of Boston. And they have written many, many um, peer-reviewed articles on this. So if you want to get the latest, go to their you know, PubMed, search their names, Afrin and Theoretis, and they've got lots of information. What I found to be fascinating is I have had calls and podcasts and personal conversations with both of them. And they don't know a lot about mold toxicity. I mean, that's my expertise and they know of it, but both of them will say from a conventional perspective there, I mean, they know of functional medicine, but they're, I wouldn't say they're even deep in the trenches like you and I are. And both of them without a pause will say that mold is the number one trigger to mast cell activation. So it's very relevant to what I do because although there's other triggers we can talk about, mold tends to be a massive trigger, which I consider in the toxic load bucket to mast cell activation. And I think part of why we're seeing so many more cases of this and why it's a topic of interest that you asked me about is because um, our toxic load in our environment every year is exponentially increasing. Mm -hmm. The toxicity of mold in the indoor environment due to many factors, which we could talk about a few, um, is also increasing. So we're having more and more triggers to this mast cell activation in our current environment. And they sort of trigger each other, right? And when we have the mold and the environmental factors that are inciting the body's inflammation and more oxidative stress, then we're more susceptible to infections. It seems like it's a catch-22 that the body gets caught in. Do I have that right? Yes. Uh, absolutely. And what I've seen, especially in this last year with the pandemic, is this cytokine storm with IL-1, IL-6, and TNF-alpha, et cetera, this is nothing new under the sun. We've seen it now. We're talking about it because of the virus. But the truth is we've had this happen with mold, with Lyme disease, with other infections like Epstein-Barr, CMV, with LPS endotoxemia, which is the gut overload of endotoxins. This cytokine storm is no, not new. And just because we're talking about it more this year, it's it's already been happening in many of our chronic patients. And I believe that this is one of the factors that can trigger mast cells is this whole some sort of toxin infection. We talked about mold, other things like heavy metals, other toxins could trigger this and environmental chemicals. And then the whole slew of infections like Borrelia, Bartonella, Babesia, Ehrlichia, 
um, Epstein-Barr, CMV, Coxsackie virus, et cetera, et cetera. There's many other subclinical viruses and infections that can trigger this as well. I'm really feeling on a deep level the impact of all of this happening in the body. And I know these are the people you see all the time, the people who have uh, gotten to the point where it seems like one thing was the straw that broke the camel's back, but it's so many things. I mean, this is really underscoring the meaning of multifactorial. So where do we begin? How do we even identify mediators? Mm. I love that you're saying that because when we get that bigger picture, picture, and I know you have a lot of practitioners listening, I always say, if we had to identify every last toxin in our bucket, it would be overwhelming and we'd probably all quit practicing mm-hmm. medicine. <laughs> um, it's, it's impossible. So all we need to do is identify a few key toxins, or we just focus on detoxification. And most of our protocols for detoxification will address most of the toxins. So although it's nice to know if it's heavy metals, but they might be slightly different protocols versus mold, still our detox pathways, our biotransformation, our liver, our mitochondria, our kidneys, our our bowels are all going to work together to detoxify a toxic load. And so you don't even have to know every last toxin in order to get some traction. All you have to do is get enough margin back from that full bucket where there's margin at the top and the water's no longer spilling over outside the bucket with symptoms. Because if you can give them margin back by just reducing load by 10% or 20%, you're going to give their body the breathing room, the margin to kick in and do what it is meant to do, which is detoxify. I love how you're talking about that because I think it brings us back to some of the key functions of the body. And I do feel like people get trapped in looking for the root or the toxin that is impacting them. And I always like to say, if we're not sleeping, we're not pooping and our blood sugar is imbalanced, it's hard to pass go. And these are the things that are often being overlooked. And these are part of how we detoxify. And I think this is where a lot of things get confused. So can you talk a little bit more into particularly what I'm looking at on the matrix is the detoxification or biotransformation as it's called in functional medicine, and also the oxidative stress and how we're looking at those areas where people might get stuck on methylation or mitochondria when it really takes us back to some key factors in diet and lifestyle modification. Mm, I love this because one thing I say all the time, and it's so simple, people gloss right over it and you forget how important it is. But I often, probably every lecture that I give, I talk about clean air, clean water, clean food. Mm. And again, you might be like, oh my God, that's so plain and boring vanilla. But honestly, the inputs are so critical that before we give them a huge detox protocol with liver supplements and glutathione and IVPC, et cetera, you've got to go back to the basics. So so clean air, air, filtered air is pretty much a requirement nowadays. Like I recommend you have a good air filter in your home, in your workplace. I've got five at my office and two at home and they're in HEPA filter with a VOC filter so that I'm sure that there's no particulate or that there's no volatile organic compounds in my air, or at least minimal. So clean air, clean water. Again, nowadays, no plastic water bottles. You need to make sure you have a filtered clean source of the basic thing of humanity, which is water and then clean food. And what you're eating makes all the difference. It's 80% of our physique. So we want a six pack, start with your food. Don't start with your exercise workout. Mm -hmm. And there 
I recommend organic, low processing, get rid of sugar, gluten, dairy if possible, local, um, organic, close to home if possible, get rid of the really toxic foods like farmed salmon and other fat-soluble foods that have toxins in them because that's a storage for fats if they're not organic or clean. Right. So some of the real basics. Love it. Love it. So good. And we have so many links that we'll put in the show notes, including a link to your first podcast here on the 15 Minute Matrix, where we did discuss mold, but so much important information that we're talking about here. When you have people coming to you kind of self-diagnosing with mast cell activation syndrome, are you taking them back to these basics or is there a way that they're often coming to you thinking they did the basics or having done the basics? We call these the big bigs. How are you addressing these people who are self-diagnosing and coming to you ready to go? First of all, the, the multi-system, multi-symptom model, which goes for Lyme and mold and all these complex things we talk about, fits with mast cell too, because you have skin-related symptoms such as hives, itching, mm-hmm. swelling, flushing. The GI system's affected, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, cramping, bloating, um, heartburn, heart rate, low blood pressure, pulse, passing out symptoms of like POTS, postural, orthostatic, tachycardia, respiratory symptoms, wheezing, shortness of breath, cough, asthma-like symptoms, rhinitis, increased mucus production. And the biggest one that you might be surprised with mast cell activation is brain. So brain fog is the number one, 95% of people experience some form of difficulty with focus, concentration, and memory. So first of all, that's just kind of a little glimpse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We needed that. As of what you're going <laughs> to see. Yeah. And then second, what do, you, what, do we, what do we do? So what do we do is basics, basics are key. And a lot of people who come to me, they're already eating a pretty clean diet. They're already doing some physical activity. So they may already have some of the basics. So then what we do, and the difficulty with mast cell activation is, first of all, diagnosis is not always clear. Mm -hmm. There are tests you can do, serum tryptase, serum histamine, or whole blood histamine. You can do urine prostaglandins. There's quite a few other tests. Um, I do have a blog on that. I'll be sure and give you the link um, on all the different testing. But often with mast cell activation versus mastocytosis, you will not have a positive lab value. So it, it is a clinical diagnosis. So you need to go with symptoms and then the fact that treatment improves symptoms. And it's often a layered approach because you want to get the environment as clean as possible. And if there's a trigger like toxins or infections, you must address that. But on the other side of it, you're layering natural antihistamines, natural mast cell stabilizers, and prescriptions. And sometimes it takes two, three, four, five, six things to get them stabilized. So important to remember that this is a journey. There isn't a one and done. Dr. Jill, if there was one thing that you wish other providers would hear and understand in relation to mast cell activation syndrome that you see people getting wrong, what would that be? Oh, I love this question. And it's going to probably surprise a lot of people. So the thing that I found, I've been doing this 20 years, I can't believe it. And I know functional medicine, I could do it in my sleep. I love what I do. The thing that's made the most profound difference in the last four or five years is going deeper to the emotional trauma Mm -hmm. and the relational toxicity and those types of pieces of somatic cellular subconscious patterns, because many of these things are very traumatic on a subconscious level, whether it's infection, Lyme disease, mold exposure, mast cell activation, and our patients start to subconsciously identify with that or have fear and trauma and, and PTSD around the medical system. 
So I will say, especially with mold and Lyme and mast cell, 100% of my patients require some form of emotional trauma, somatic therapy in order to get to their best selves healing. That is a brilliant addition. I think knowing that so much in the immune system is both overactive and has been bypassed or trespassed, the barrier systems are weak. And if we think about it from an energetic lens, which is what you're bringing here, we have to get back into the parasympathetic. And a lot of these patients have lost that ability. They're on hyperdrive. Their entire system is on hyperdrive. So that was a brilliant addition. Thank you for pointing that out, Dr. Jill. You're welcome. Again, I learn a lot from my own healing and some of my most profound moments have been really, it's like that limbic system. Even if you're like, well, well well-adjusted, you have great relationships, you have great resources, you've done therapy, you've done the work, there's still this subconscious trauma factor that we all need to address because it's it's a very subconscious kind of cellular threat to our safety. And if we don't kind of look at that from that level, we'll be stuck in certain patterns and we won't be able to get to our full healing potential. I love how it literally just took us 15 minutes to cover the entire matrix. You do do this in your sleep and you do it brilliantly. Thank you (laughs) so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. You are so welcome. The 15-Minute Matrix is brought to you by me, Andrea Nakayama, and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. Check out the latest in functional nutrition at functionalnutritionlab.com forward slash blog. The 15-Minute Matrix is produced, mixed, and edited by Rowan Bradley with production support from Natalie Merrill and the team at the Functional Nutrition Alliance. You can find episodes on all kinds of topics with more incredible guests at our podcast website, 15minutematrix.com. And if you'd like to be notified by email each week about our podcast releases, head on over to 15minutematrix.com forward slash notify. Also, please feel free to get in touch with us. We would love to hear your thoughts, your feedback, and who you'd like to hear next on the podcast. You can email us at ask at 15minutematrix.com. 